Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Extraordinary People, where I'll be chatting to someone who I consider extraordinary and someone who actually has some insight that the world needs to hear uh, and some information that can actually help you if you listen and take in the information. Uh, so I'm about to chat with uh, Dr. James. Uh, she goes by the handle Dr. Carmen James. Um, and yeah, she's got quite a lot of insight. And the topic today we'll be discussing is holistic health. Um, what does it mean or what does it look like? Uh, she just joined in. Let's give it a second. And there we go. Hello. <laughs> I'm good and you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for joining me and actually agreeing to this. Sure. Um, I feel like from your social media alone, I've just learned like quite a lot and you share quite a lot of information. And it just seems like you got a lot of, a wealth of information that people need to hear. And it just... <laughs> suits exactly what I'm about right now. Yay. Well, this is fantastic. I'm so, um, I'm so pleased that you are having these types of conversations. So important for us to be talking about this stuff. So yeah. good. well done. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. So, so I think we'll start because I, I met you, I think I met you uh, at uh, Neil Green's comedy show. Yeah. I had a small chat with you. But I've learned like so much more from your social media. So I'll let you introduce yourself. And then I encourage anyone to follow you on your page. Uh, but just introduce yourself shortly and then we can go straight into the topic. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks so much. So as you mentioned, I'm Dr. Carmen James. I'm an medical doctor and health coach. I especially love talking about things like lifestyle, cannabis medicine. Um, but yeah, I really take a holistic approach to everything. Uh, you know, and so it's all about mind, spirit, emotions, all the things. Because yeah. uh, into medical school, we learned a lot about um, diseases. <laughs> so we learned a lot about like, you know, when things go wrong and what to do when yeah. things go wrong. But we learned very much about like, okay, so how do we actually keep people from things going wrong? So that's where my interest is. It's more preventive approach and it's more yes. about well as a whole so that's a big okay. <laughs> perfect i think you 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 introed the topic very well um in that small introduction is that like holistic health well for me let me start with what i look at holistic health um uh, personally and you just like touched on there's so much more to holistic health than the traditional sense of health that we've been taught in schools and obviously you went to medical school and they taught you even further. But like <laughs> this this thing of health being, I cough today, so then I must have the flu, go to the doctor, get medicine, and then it's it's done. That's the end of the conversation. Yeah. Um, to me, it, it, it begins from like when you were a child, like your the habits that you have that, that build into you that then become the person that leads you to the position where you get sick easily or you get that flu easily and and that flu lasts longer than it's supposed to last and then the medication responds a certain way because of the choices you made 
years before and it's like it it's it's it, and the effects of that after you know and, and and continues in a cycle so you can't look at it as a specific isolated incident but it, you need to look at our health as a lifelong experience oh, um, yeah. so 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 that's just like my take and i'd love to like because i can see that your channel and you've been like preaching this and you just touched on it here um yeah. How how does that look, especially because I've seen that you you advocate things that are not traditional, um, oh. <laughs> in, in terms of like what you expect from a doctor, you know, like you advocate for cannabis health, and and I love that because it's 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 so cliche that people have this perception of certain things being, oh that's for weed heads or that's for you know hippies, and. Uh, <laughs> It, it, it's not it's not for a educated person educated persons that's not for them you know mm. and and i'd love to just go into that and what led you there and what got you to this kind of person that you are now sure so that's a fantastic question and i like what you said about it not just being about like what you do now it's actually a lifetime thing but i'd like to even maybe take it a little bit further than that and say that your health today started from even before you were conceived. Started from your mother's health. <laughs> your mother's yeah, that's good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yes. it's so it's so important because now we have to prove things like something called epigenetics, which is a fascinating topic. If you ever want to have your mind blown by something, do some research okay. because I think that a a lot of the time, in fact, I was just speaking to a patient today who is recently diagnosed with diabetes. And he kind of was just saying, yeah, it's in my family. You know, my, my, my father had it and my brothers had it and my brother actually died from uncontrolled diabetes. So it's in my family. It's genetic. And I think a lot yeah. of the time for disease, we blame a lot of what we see today our genes and we say like oh you know there's nothing that i can really do about it but now we know that genes are probably only contributing about five percent to chronic illness uh, maybe even less than that and then there's this whole okay so so you may be like thinking okay so what other 95 percent well a lot of it's to do with lifestyle but then there's also this component called epigenetics epigenetics basically means above the genes and what yeah. that is that it may not necessarily be the genetic code that's the problem. It's maybe what switches that genetic code on and off. So you, for example, could have genes, like actual genes in your DNA that code yeah. for diabetes. But whether those genes get switched on or off is as a result of epigenetics, which means the environment in which you live. Oh, and we okay. know that we live in a toxic environment. We yeah. know that toxic. Yeah. food that's toxic. We have um, cleaning detergents that are toxic. We have yeah. air that's toxic. We have water that's toxic. We're bombarded with toxins all, the, all day, every day. And yeah. our solution to chronic illness is medication. Like, how mm -hmm. does that make sense? Like it doesn't more, solve more toxins. <laughs> it doesn't 
doesn't solve the problem. And that's where cannabis, and I do think that you're right, there's a lot of stigma still associated with speaking about cannabis and health. But this is where cannabis gives us a solution when it comes to wellness opposed to just treating disease. Yeah. So when you look at the cannabis plant, really, you know, if you think about how stressed out your body must be, you know, you're stressed at work, you're stressed because of this finances, you're stressed because we're in a pandemic, you're stressed because you're eating toxic food, you're stressed because you're not drinking water, all the water contaminated, you're breathing in filthy air, you know, you're bombarded with toxins. Yeah. Cannabis offers us the ability to reduce that stress on the body on a biological level, because now we have evidence, we have proof that cannabis works inside our own bodies, what we call endocannabinoid system, which uh, is a fancy way of saying, basically the receptors inside our body where the cannabis plant, the, the, the components of the cannabis plant actually bind and thereby reduce stress in the body. So, okay. It's fascinating. I do think that the more we, we have these types of conversations about it, the more we're realizing yeah. from research how much data there is in plant medicine, mm. I do think yeah. that the tide is actually turning. And we are finding that people are becoming a lot more interested in using alternatives as opposed to not this, you know, this is not to say that everyone who's diabetic needs to stop their medication and go light up. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I <laughs> definitely <laughs> agree. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I literally stumbled across cannabis um, because I was interested in, in whole body health and wellness. Yeah. And okay. you can't have that conversation without talking about plant-based medicine. And one of the most yeah. powerful ones is cannabis. So Yeah, so, so I, was, I was about to, to touch on that the, the cannabis um, point that you made, that it's plant-based medicine. It's not just cannabis. It's just that cannabis is obviously the most talked about, the most popular uh, topic because yeah. it's controversial and has this history um, yes. throughout the world as being this negative and dangerous uh, substance. And yeah. I, I, th I think with that said, this is how I feel. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Like, for example, I, I, don't, I don't smoke cannabis uh, personally. And, and, and part of the reasons why I don't smoke cannabis is because I feel like there's better ways of taking the benefits from the plant itself um, than to just smoke it. Um, so, so, so I use other other forms like CBD oils and 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 and, C, and hemp products. Um, like my protein is a plant-based vegan uh, protein supplement that I use. That's made from hemp. It actually uh, comes from cannabis. Please. So, so <laughs> yeah. Plant? Do you know? Sorry. Do you know if it's the hemp seeds? It must be seeds if it's a protein supplement. They must be making it from the seeds, the actual hemp seeds. Um, yeah, as so I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure exactly where, which, which part of that. I just know that it's a hemp product because they, they've got it in the... Because I always try to read what's, <laughs> what's in what I, what, I, what I use. And it's, it's listed there. So it's, it's, I feel like there's with plant medicines and, and a lot of things that involve anything actually, um, there's good and there's bad ways of using them. 
And I feel like the reason why cannabis has gotten a bad name is because it's been associated so heavily with the bad news. And unfortunately, it's what's going to keep on happening where you have social media doing its thing now where it's like this connotation of when you look at someone using cannabis, it's I'm getting high. I'm so stupid. I forgot what I'm doing. I forgot my, my work. Oh man, look at me. I'm so like, I just went stupid. Like I, it, it has this thing <laughs> where you just feel like I'm going to go stupid. And, yeah. and, and I feel like that is just the classic example of misuse of anything, like of, of any substance. Um, and unfortunately it's also caused a problem where people are not seeing the benefits in it. And there's like you just mentioned now, and there's a lot of science to it, explaining it right now, the benefits. And you just did your explanation. But it's like, how, how, how do we get past that negative, I don't know, from your perspective, how do you get past that negative mm-hmm. um, perception and that negative use? Like, how, how do you use it properly? Let's, let's start there. What's the best ways of using it? Um, okay, day, so, that's, day, so that's a good day. place to start. Yeah, sorry, I, I, I got cut off a little bit there. So yeah, that's a good place to start with. How do you use it safely? How do you use it effectively? Yeah. And I do agree with you that smoking is not the best way to administer cannabis as medicine, right? Remember, we're talking about cannabis as medicine yeah. here. Because you have the recreational use of cannabis and people use cannabis recreationally for different reasons. Some people do um, use it as an escape. Some people use it to unwind, to have fun, to relax, to enjoy. They're all different. Cannabis yeah. is when it comes to administering it as a plant-based medicine, um, it's generally advised that it's not smoked. And there are a few reasons for that. Part of the reason is because like pretty much 50% of the, uh, the benefit of the plant is lost in combustion. So once you burn it, you're actually losing a lot of the medicinal mm-hmm. value. Other thing to be mindful of is that once anything is burning, you are going to be inhaling all the carcinogenic or potentially carcinogenic um, uh, compounds that come from burning plant matter, right? Mm. The other thing is depending on how like fresh your cannabis is, mold is another thing, right? So you could be wow. inhaling mold. <laughs> oh, I didn't you think of that one. <laughs> bacteria, right? So you don't yeah. want that in your life. The other important thing about inhaling cannabis in a like in in like when you're burning the actual plant is that a lot of people actually mix it with tobacco. And of course, yeah. we know that tobacco, definitely more harmful than cannabis, but certainly Way the combination of the two is quite common. And so people end yes. up taking in tobacco at the same time as cannabis, and that's not necessarily that good for you. So as, yes. a, as a, a medical prescription, generally speaking, we advise against smoking. However, having said that, there are some things that are important to note with smoking cannabis like medical cannabis the first is that some people can't tolerate cannabis in other forms they can only tolerate smoking it and so we found in certain patients for example in the united states where they have like widespread cannabis medicine clinics 
There are some patients who literally can't administer cannabis any other way but by smoking it. The other important thing about it is that the effect takes place very quickly. So within 30 minutes, you've already got the effect of cannabis. And so it makes it easy for patients who are on medical cannabis to adjust their dosage if they're smoking, because then they know really quickly um, if they've had um, enough of a dose to reduce their symptoms. Yeah. The thing with, so, so, so that's, that's inhalational, right? So it's not recommended, but in some instances, it's unavoidable. Yeah. Other you can use you 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 mentioned your cbd oil uh which i'm a huge proponent of it and i speak a lot about it because it's legal in south africa okay so there's a yeah. lot of still legislation and we have to be very careful about you know what we tell people to take and that kind of thing for example yeah. you know um, you know selling products with thc in them is actually not legal in the country so cbd is a an um, it has fantastic properties. Anti-inflammatory helps with mood, helps with anxiety, um, helps with pain. Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of different benefits from CBD. And generally speaking, we get CBD in like an oil preparation or yeah. tincture. So you would generally be able to swallow it. I'm not sure what you do with your oil. Um, but generally what I advise is that you put it under the tongue. And the reason for that is because it's absorbed into your bloodstream much quicker. It doesn't go through the uh, gut. Um, it doesn't take that long to be absorbed. Once it goes through the gut, taking it about three hours or so um, for effect to I usually advise to put a few drops under the tongue, depending on your dosage. In South Africa, once again, there's a little bit of a sticky situation here because we're only allowed to recommend that patients take 20 milligrams of CBD a day, which if you yeah. look at the international guideline, that is a minuscule dose of CBD. But for now, it's we can prescribe. So that's the oil. Yeah. Another way that you can take CBD nowadays, even we have it accessible in South Africa, is through um, putting... A, Okay, let, let's maybe go to the, the one I was going to say just now, last. Another way is to put it on your skin, right? So CBD is fantastic. Okay. You can put it on like um, if you have inflammation, people with eczema, with psoriasis, you can apply it directly to your skin. And in South Africa now, we have um, suppositories of cannabis, of CBD as well. So you can insert okay. a suppository of cannabis a cbd suppository <laughs> and it sounds funny but yeah why it's so um interesting that we have it available is because the reason why it works so is let's say you've got an issue in your lower tummy okay common example women with yeah. period right menstruators with period pain yeah you want the the medication to go where it's needed and so it's mm. positive it is really helpful because it's going Makes directly mm. Um So yeah, that's another way. Um, another way of taking CBD edibles is obviously another one as well. So yeah. Those... So, <laughs> okay. That that. Thank you for that because like it's 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 helpful. What you just told me just like makes so much more sense to me. Um, 
because the way I've I've taken it is like buy smoothies. Um but it mm. but it's uh it's 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 also um something I want to touch on in terms of like you pointed out edibles. Um and THC. Maybe you can explain this to me because I I I I always had this belief or this understanding that THC is the problem. CBD has the the, the medical benefits, and then THC has that uh, problematic uh, side of things. I could be wrong, and that this is why I'm asking you: is that is that true? Is that the case? And if so, mm -hmm. how do you prevent? like THC because I've had edibles before and I won't lie to you like on both occasions of when I had edibles and this is because probably like it was made from the raw plant it wasn't made from the and the oil or whatever or an extracted version it probably had a THC so I've always reasoned it out and saying I have a bad reaction and I get paranoid <laughs> and I don't like being paranoid. Mm -hmm. It's not something I want, I want, which is part of the reason why I don't <laughs> smoke weed at all. So, but like, so, whenever yeah, I've used CBD in other forms, or as, as, as CBD, I've never had any issues. So, maybe you can explain what is the difference, and maybe it's just in my head that I actually make the difference if there isn't. No. No, it's definitely not in your head. So it's quite common for people to report paranoia when taking THC. So maybe if we can just go back a little bit, the cannabis plant has many variations, but essentially no matter which type of cannabis you're talking about, the components of cannabis that are actually having an effect on you and that are interacting with your endocannabinoid are things called cannabinoids. Now there's only 130 different cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. But the two most okay. common ones that we talk about are, are THC and CBD. Now, THC, as you rightfully mentioned, can sometimes cause paranoia in people. It depends on the user, it depends on how much, so the dose, it depends on where in the brain it actually binds and has an effect. So there's multiple different um, reasons why you may experiencing that but ultimately it is a relatively common thing for people um, who have that side effect to say that it's the THC that's actually causing the side effect so you're not wrong in yeah. that um, the other, yeah so the other thing that's important to note is that just because it causes euphoria doesn't make it bad Coming back to this idea that cannabis has been stigmatized it has been systematically stigmatized and I usually get into uh, I get myself into a little bit of um, trouble <laughs> with like people yeah. in my life say like are you sure you should be saying that because like that's you know <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, <laughs> here's the truth right um, the truth of yeah. the matter is that long before the war on drugs cannabis was the primary medicine that doctors used it was actually yeah. one of the only medicines that doctors had available to them. And unfortunately, uh, the reason why cannabis, like the Marijuana Act of 1937, the reason why that act actually came into being was because of racism. 
<laughs> go. It's a quite an interesting history. But the the basically okay. the Mexicans came in marijuana plant, and it was you know they were using it, they were getting high and that kind of thing, and they didn't realize at the time. Medicine realized that the same marijuana plant that they're using to get high is the same marijuana plant that they were using in their medicines. They didn't realize that, oh. and they basically said. Here's these Mexicans, they're coming in here, they're getting high, they're taking out women, let's make this plant illegal. Yeah. So if you look back at the history um, and how that actually came about, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? So ultimately, it's, yeah. it's, and, and unfortunately, it's been reinforced. There was that massive war on drugs. Cannabis is a gateway drug. Cannabis is going to make you lose yeah. your mind. Cannabis, blah, blah, blah. Like you said, anything that's misused or abused is going to have negative side Anything. Yes. Right? Um, and so ultimately, just because THC has that psychoactive effect, doesn't necessarily make it bad. But because we as humans have now manipulated the plant to make us more high when we're taking it, we've yeah. changed the whole biology of a plant that can be a very powerful medicine. And so some of the things, uh, for example, with paranoia, it may be that certain strains are not suited for you. It may mean that the dose of yeah. THC is too high in those edibles that you're consuming. But then yeah. another beautiful thing about plants, which is that things balance each other out in the plant. So if you take high doses of THC, you should be taking high doses of CBD as well because CBD actually reduces the effect of THC. That's oh. the reason why together because they're kind of balancing each other. So the moment you take a plant and you're like, I don't care about the CBD, I don't care about the other 130 cannabinoids in here, I just wanna make the THC higher, you throw that whole plant out of balance because now you're pushing yeah. a THC level and there's nothing left to counteract that. To balance it out. So, 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 basi so basically that explains, that explains it so well because I've never understood why. Because I, I always understood if it's natural, it should be good. And now that you explain we that we, <laughs> we, we've made it not good. We've cultivated, because I understand the science is GMO, basically, genetically modified, you call it GMW, genetically modified yeah. weed. <laughs> it, it, it's because it's people have been orchestrating, creating different strains so that they can make it stronger with THC. So the euphoria yes. part is the more, the, the, the greater side. Yes, and, and, and for recreational purposes. And then you get, you come across people using that form and then obviously not seeing the benefit of the other side which is the the medical and the the the, the therapeutic side of it and it actually makes sense why in different strains you have different experiences um now it actually so, makes more sense well it's interesting that one of the first myths because you see on one hand the pharmaceutical industry is uh saying that no, cannabis is bad, drugs are bad, like this is a drug and therefore it's bad and blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, the pharmaceutical industry holds patents on cannabis. So they have been for the longest time um, yeah. making medicines from the cannabis plant. And one of the earliest medicines that they made 
was a medicine called Marinol. And Marinol actually is a synthetic THC. And the reason why they made it was because of weight loss in, in late HIV and AIDS. So what they were noticing is that THC had the ability to increase your appetite. And so they found uh. out that this was the actual component in cannabis that increased your appetite. They took it out, they synthesized it, and they were yeah. actually using it as medicine. So THC, you know, while it has euphoria, there are ways of consuming THC actually that will um, this is another difference, I suppose, just very quickly between uh, inhaling the, the cannabis smoke and ingesting is that once uh, the THC goes via the liver, it amplifies the THC. So if you were to eat mm. the same dose of THC and smoke the same dose of THC, mm. you wouldn't get the same effect. Makes the THC sense. that you eat amplified because it goes through your liver when it's getting digested yeah. so if or if you use a suppository you're basically bypassing the liver and you're reducing yeah. the effect of tea, which is why edibles i think sometimes will make you so much higher than yeah. if you smoke that makes so much sense so okay so now i think you've you've given us or at least you've given me a better understanding of the the whole uh, like cannabis. I don't want to be too obsessed and caught up with just cannabis, because um, that's just like one thing, and I know it's like a big thing. Um, but we're talking about the whole holistic health uh, element. Um, so beyond uh, the whole medicine and and aspect, we talked about the preventative. Uh, measures like preventing so like we we've been talking about the medicinal benefits of of uh of weed and cannabis so i'm gonna <laughs> keep calling it by its colloquial term weed <laughs> but uh if if we want to look at the preventative steps how do we how, how what's the best way to prevent yourself from being sick or from needing to this medicinal health um uh medicine sorry hmm. so i usually focus on six things uh, and for me these are like the ultimately the six things that anybody either with a chronic illness who's trying to heal their bodies whether it's um you know using um medicine like normal medicines um or whether they're just trying to reverse an illness you know, maybe it's an, maybe they're slightly um, hypertensive, their blood pressure is slightly high and they're trying to uh, reduce it naturally. Or whether it's yeah. somebody who's actually healthy and young and fit and vibrant, and they actually want to keep themselves that way in the long run. I usually say that there's six things to focus on. And the first one, and I don't think, you know, I, I don't think that we can, we can talk about this topic enough which is the food. So your diet, you know, is so, it's critical. It yeah. is, you, 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 can't, you can't eat food that's producing illness and expect to be well. And I know it's a little bit, um, it's 
a a touchy subject because there's so many things to consider when we talk about food. We need to talk about diet culture. We need to talk about body image. We need to talk about food insecurity. We need to talk about how expensive, like healthy food is, you know? So there's so many things to consider, but I like to just take a very simple approach that 80% of the time you're eating food that's going to produce health and well-being. And how do you know that that food is actually good? How do you know that that food is going to produce health? Well, it's whole food. It's food, actually food, and not food-like yeah. stuff. Not food that like you can't tell what this thing was made of, or that the label has like 50 different ingredients that you can't yeah. even produce. You know, we're talking, we're talking vegetables, we're talking fruit, we're talking whole grains, talking food that is actually going to be nourishing your body and keeping you vital. And actually, because I think what what's happened is that over the years, we've taken food, which is a basic human need, um, yeah. and food really is information, taken it to be this like glorious, uh, you know, fancy um, treat that we have, you know, and it, 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 we've kind of yeah. almost perverted food in, in many ways. You know, we've manipulated it, changed it, we've added chemicals, we've processed, we've added sugar and salt and oil. And the simpler we keep our food, the better. So it yeah. doesn't have to be expensive. You can go to farmer's markets and purchase, you know, vegetables, cook your own food at home. Um, yeah. You know, and try and eat as whole food as possible. Um, yeah. I, I heard you talk about sugar on your on your gut health and uh, <laughs> your gut health yeah. session. And also, like one of the major things with food is that you know a lot of the food has so much sugar added, and just being mindful yeah. of how much sugar is in the food. That but yeah, so nutrition is so important. The second one, which is also super important, and I also think that we've almost, you know, manipulated means something that it's really not supposed to mean, which is exercise. Now, I, I don't like to say exercise because I personally don't enjoy going to the gym. I don't like to feel like I'm, you know, putting my body under this under pressure. I don't yeah. like to feel like, I'm killing myself and I'm, no, I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. Like, they, you know, some yeah. people will go to the gym and then afterwards they'll be like, oh, I can feel it in my arms and my leg. I don't like yeah. that. No. <laughs> so I yeah. always encourage people to move more. And just move your body, right? So instead of yeah. sitting in between do a bit of yoga a bit of stretching take a yeah. walk get out in nature take your shoes off and put your feet on the ground um and to me it's less about you know scheduling in those 30 minutes or 40 minutes in the gym five times a week than it is about trying to incorporate movement into your whole day yeah and we've we've become obsessed with like oh i need to exercise and, and the rest of the time you're like sitting on the couch or like sitting in your car or sitting at your desk. The more we sit, the less we move, the sicker we get. So movement is so yeah. important. The other thing is sleep. Mm. I don't know. Mm. One is a tough one. It's a yeah, tough it's, it's... one. 
It's so tough, but it's so necessary. Mm. So many people struggle and you understand why, because we're living in such stressful times right now. And mm. I think that, you know, the more stressed you are, the less sleep you're going to get. And it's becoming more and more difficult. Like one of the number one things that people tell me is I can't sleep. CBD, helps, mm. by the way. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I was, <laughs> yeah, was going to mention, yeah. <laughs> but other things help too, right? So, okay. So getting good quality sleep and making sure that you're actually getting enough sleep is important you know for adults generally seven hours should be fine um yeah but also about the quality of sleep so whether it's taking cbd yes but it's also about like meditation having a routine mm. sleeping at the same time every night um just making sure that you're unwinding before bed very important yes. and i think for a lot of people nowadays especially is on the phone just before you go and sleep mm -hmm not helping you it doesn't, doesn't work it doesn't work it doesn't work <laughs> it tells like, your brain not to switch on melatonin yeah yeah because it's, it's, it's crazy the, the things that you're pointing out now for me personally i've just started adopting it um well more seriously like i've, I've been spending a few months trying to get my sleep patterns right and getting them uh in the right order but i've i've learned over time like certain things are triggers to 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 spoiling the whole sleep pattern and one of the big ones is my phone it's actually like a notification for example like just a notification or it just the light coming on um yeah. is something that actually like can yeah. prevent even if you don't check it just your thought process now is like what was that who's should i check should yes. i not check you Who is immediately stop. exactly you know what I mean? And, and that curiosity puts you in a state that doesn't allow you to sleep. And another thing I have is that as a problem is like complete darkness. Like, like I, it's something that I had to learn to accept is the best way to sleep. Because I used to have this thing where I need my laptop on to sleep or I need to have something playing for me to sleep. Uh, and usually I mean like a little bit of light from whatever's playing. And, and that little bit of light would affect my sleep pattern or my ability to sleep. Whereas if it was pitch blackness, oh, yeah. I sleep much quicker. Um, and I had to learn that like the hard way. Yeah. And, 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 and it's like all these small things, even what you're saying, the, the, the ability to meditate before you sleep, just to meditate and clear your mind and not to like stress and to think about the next day or think about like your stresses or whatever's going on in your life and just be able to meditate and think about the positive things and just you know, like have that Zen mentality before you sleep makes a huge difference. The eating habits before you sleep, oh. like I, I used to have this thing where like I have my snacks and then I go to sleep. And that was super bad because I, I didn't even realize that that was bad. Um, and it's like having to let go and say, okay, I'm going to stop eating around six, seven so I can sleep properly at nine, ten and have this specific time that I know 10 o'clock I must be asleep has made a huge difference uh, in my life. And I've, I've learned a way of tricking my phone. I don't know how it, it notified me. I don't know if it was one of these uh, iOS updates, but it actually gave me the opportunity to like activate my phone to go to sleep 
like it, that it, it recognized that don't give me notifications, don't do anything after, between these times. I need this much sleep in my life. Or it was in the, in the health app, sorry. There's an Apple health, health app and if anyone has an Apple phone, they should try it. Uh, you can actually control your phone to like just give you your sleep and not yeah. give you notifications. It winds you down. It actually tells you like, okay, 45 minutes before you sleep now. So just stop doing whatever you need to yeah. do and just start relaxing. Like it, 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 it gives you that notification and then you start, okay, I need to get in the zone. It's almost my sleep time. But it makes a huge difference having a sleep time. It's something that sounds so stupid. Because when you were like an adult, you're like, no one's going to tell me how to sleep. <laughs> no one's going to tell me to sleep now. This is, I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grown. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm grown. <laughs> but it helps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was something yeah, so, in the madness. So, yeah. But you learn, yeah. you learn the hard way when you're adult. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, I, I, that's a fantastic tip. I use the I use the health app as well when I get that ding, 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 which says like, yes. it's bedtime. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, that's so funny. <laughs> Whenever that's I get so that, I'm like, oh, no, it's time already. <laughs> <laughs> so. But it helps. <laughs> yeah, it totally helps. And, and, you know, what you're saying is so profound because people will, will, will come to me or a doctor or whoever it is, their homeopath or naturopath or whatever, expecting a quick fix or expecting like a silver bullet or some kind of thing that they're going to say, like that's going to be like, oh, it's the one thing that I need to do and then everything's just going to fall into place. And it's just, it's fake. It's not going to happen yeah. um, and I think the idea that we can you know just kind of neglect all these areas in our lives and just hope that there's something that we can just see that's going to fix it all quickly mm. but as you're saying it's like tiny things that seem small they seem insignificant they seem like they're stupid but they're so powerful I love this thing yeah. that says uh, small hinges swing big doors Love mm. because it tells us that it doesn't matter how small the the step seems to be it yeah. all and it doesn't have to be complicated so that that's so true even though the saying is not is not quite correct from my experience with hinges because <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it it totally makes makes sense uh, in this aspect. So, so like yeah, so like it's amazing. I've been enjoying this conversation. It's really helpful uh, conversation. So just to recap on what we spoke about, because I like to close off the the chat before the hour finishes, because then I won't be able to post it on IGTV. Um, ah. It's 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 it, it's basically to prevent a situation where you need medicine or preventative health would be um, exercise, which is any form. It doesn't have to be strenuous. Um, any form of exercise, yoga, stretching. Stretching was another thing that you pointed out. Like, I love stretching. I had to learn the benefits of stretching only last year. And it made a huge difference in my life and my health. I did not know how important stretching was. It all seems stupid. Like, you know, I go to the gym, pump, 
pump weights and do all that hectic stuff and you're thinking like yeah that i'm getting gains that's the gains yeah. and it's like and then they talk about stretching like oh, who needs stretching like why must i yeah. stretch and and i never understood like it was causing a lot of problems that i had for a long time until i saw a chiropractor friend of mine actually Kyle Dage is a musician as well oh um, yes yeah so i saw him and he like he he did the whole test and he was testing my mobility and everything and he said bro do you ever stretch and i said no he's like hey bro you got a problem here and he like you have to like give me the like the straight up like just stretch and he's like cuz right now your back problems that you're telling me about your lower back problems they're going to get worse cuz you you're not stretching and this part of your hamstring is too tight and it's going to cause mm-hmm. other problems in your life going fo- going forward and then i was just like okay cool after the consultation i was like okay let me take stretching serious let me just try and i swear i never had back problems again like it ne- like it never happened after i started taking stretching seriously Wow. This thing that I thought was going to be a lifelong thing, which is like I thought it's just normal to have back problems from time to time, and I thought it's just normal to have my shoulder pop out because my shoulder used to pop out a lot, uh, especially when I used to perform. It used to pop out all the time, and I was like, okay, this is just an injury, and I'm going to live with it for the rest of my life. Stretching, it stopped. It stopped doing that. It stopped. I stopped having that problem. It's still not perfect, but it's a lot better than what it was, and. Mm. It's those like small things that you think are stupid that have made the biggest difference in my life, and then also eating habits. Like I've learned a lot of e- eating habits that I had that were bad, like the food that I eat, just the stuff you're mentioning now, eating whole foods and actually eating uh, stuff that's actually good for me, beyond just saying you know what I need the processed version of it because I I don't like. Uh, cauliflower you know I, i don't like broccoli so i'm not going to eat that and you know it, it, you, you have this thing where you like you know, but i'm just saying that like, yeah this thing against whole foods and then when you start incorporating it and you're saying you know i'm actually going to bite the bullet and just add it in you realize it's not that bad it actually tastes good and that you've been like desensitized or se- or sensitized into believing it's bad or it's worse than it actually is you know and it's like it becomes normal after a while it's like this is i need it actually it tastes a lot better with it in the meal uh versus without yes. it and it's yes. just like But switching crave good food yes mm. so like you just switch so it's it's about it's a matter for me i've learned switching just doing that switch it's uncomfortable in the beginning but in the long run it becomes a habit and it becomes like so normal to you that even when someone like talks to you about something you're like you just think of it as nothing and then someone's like wow do you actually do that you do that you do and i'm like yeah and then it's like oh <laughs> sorry this is not normal for everyone else i forgot that like this is now become a habit for me and i i would probably conversate to myself five years ago and the five year years ago version of myself would probably think i'm a crazy person you like Dude, what the hell happened to you? What the hell? Who are you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was all small steps. And it's like it's such a massive difference, but it was all small steps. Um so yeah, so it's food, exercise, uh sleep. Yeah, I think those are three things I can leave people with to like 
try and investigate those things and learn as much as they can to prevent uh, any health issues in the future of their lives and just a better life. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, mind, body, soul, emotions, all of the things. Even if you just start with one thing, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Like I, like I hear you saying that you're trying all these things and people listening may think like, oh my gosh, now I have to do yoga and stretch and <laughs> sleep and ah, it's too much. Start with one thing. Yeah. Like pick yes. one change, stick with it, make it a habit until it's automatic and then work from there. So yeah, your body will. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. That That's so true. One step at a time. Um, one thing I can say, because I can see a lot of people who are feeling touched about our, about our, our weed sub subject and cannabis uh, talk. Before I sign out, I just, I just need to make it clear to people. Yes, I do not. Me personally, I do not smoke uh, weed and I don't, I don't believe in it. But it, I don't judge anyone that does. Like I understand and like we spoke about, there is benefits to it in doing it the right way. But one thing I can't guarantee I am definitely heavily against tobacco and mixing it with tobacco. So if you're one of those people who smoke weed, I will highly recommend if you leave this chat today, just cut the tobacco, please. Mm -hmm. At least just for your own good. I agree with you on that. That is, yeah, that's a huge, huge, huge one. Yeah, totally yeah. agree. And and with that, I think uh, we can definitely wrap it up. Thank you so much again, uh, uh, Dr. James. Uh, I I don't know if you prefer being referred to as Dr. James or, or Dr. I, Carmen James or just Carmen. Here's <laughs> my name. I'm literally social. <laughs> you call me Carmen. We will be friends. Like it's sweet. So. <laughs> okay. I, I I think I'll just name. I'll just always drop the doctor in there just so that people know i know i know people with th with things anyway thank you again uh cool uh much appreciated if anyone me. has any questions any questions please just drop in the igtv um comment section or the youtube this will be on apple Podcasts and spotify as well so wherever you can and i will try and tag uh my friend dr carmen james <laughs> and <laughs> Hopefully she'll be able to reply. But beyond that, just please try and follow her on her page. She's got a lot of amazing stuff uh, that you share. Keep doing the good work. Really appreciate you uh, and what you're doing. And I'll definitely will invite you again for another chat in the future. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Come back. Stay blessed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And take care to all of your listeners. And thank you. You keep up the good work because this is fantastic. Well done. Cool. Thank you to everybody that joined. That was Dr. Carmen James. Uh, like I said, please follow her. And we'll be back again with another episode whenever, wherever, because I just go with the times that are given to me by the people I want to talk to. But like I said, this will be shared on all the platforms so you can listen to it in your own time whenever you can on your uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you listen to. And I'm signing out A1Wolf away. <laughs>